0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher. This is podcast number four. And I've called this one, I call this podcast Thorny Problems That Never Go Away. Thorny Problems That Never Go Away. I'm looking at really just a line in the New Testament this morning. It's, it's a line that uh, St. Paul writes he said, when I am weak, I am strong. Kind of an unusual thing to say. It's from Second Corinthians. When I'm weak, I'm strong. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. Thorny problems that never go away. Uh, I want to talk about weakness and vulnerability and feeling overwhelmed and out of your depth. It's something that we avoid at all costs, isn't it? You know, when we we don't want to feel out of control. We don't want to feel exposed. We don't want to feel deficient in any way. All bad things, right? All things that we want to avoid. Wouldn't it be great if we could avoid that? Uh, No. St. Paul would cancel from the New Testament. No. No. Nothing, no, no, not to be avoided. So that's what we're looking at this morning, Paul. Now, some of you might know that Paul, we've heard of Peter and Paul. These were basically the two main male leaders that started the church, that began the church after the resurrection. Paul's the one that wrote 13 books in the New Testament. Basically, he wrote three quarters of the New Testament. He started numerous churches, went out on four extensive missionary trips, a major, major figure in, in the early church. And in our passage this morning, my morning, right? Not yours necessarily, but in our passage, Second Corinthians, the text says, just one line I'm looking at, when I'm weak, I'm strong. And he goes on to say that he's content with his weaknesses. A very strange thing to say. He's saying that he's learned from experience that his weaknesses, his infirmities, that's an old word, we hardly ever use that anymore, it means frailty. All his weaknesses, all his, what would we say, baggage, all the frailties and infirmities are the very means by which the transforming power of God can be seen in his life. <laughs> That's quite a statement. Think about that. All your frailties, I'm feeling out of my depth. All my frailties, I'm feeling out of my depth. These are the things that God will use to bring strength to my life. Now that is quite a claim and it was an unusual thing to say 2,000 years ago and it's just as strange to our ears today. The things that trip me up in the spiritual life can make me strong. They can make me strong. Not always. We're going to see why they sometimes don't. But That's really the teaching that St. Paul is giving out. The things that trip me up can make me strong. Now, most of us see strengths and weakness as complete opposites, right? We see weakness as bad and we see strength as good. And most of us do everything we can to conceal our weakness. I mean, nobody likes to admit that they're weak, Right? So if you're part, let's say you're part of a church or a spiritual community of any sort, you know, when you're in God's space, when you're with your, a community of people, you want to try and be in our best behavior, right? We want to be seen as patient and kind. You know, most of us want to be viewed as self-controlled, you know, not prone to angry outbursts, you know, behavior that's appropriate for the spiritual community. And then at work, again, we behave in a certain way that helps us to get ahead and, and get the job done. And then at work, uh, so at work we're one way, and then at home, then we have another side to us. And no, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with all of these sides. There's nothing wrong with this really. But I think what can happen is very easily that we can develop strategies we can develop ways of relating and being that conceal or hide our weaknesses because we've been raised with this belief that weakness is bad and many of us will go to all lengths to conceal any weakness and deny any weakness, right? We've all, we all know people that deny that, that they have any part of the responsibility for the problem, right, we've, we've experienced this, right, it's a common thing, that people will do everything in their power to try and overcome what they perceive as weakness, whether it's envy or anger or greed or impatience, doesn't really matter what it is. St. Paul is saying, no, I, that's you don't need to live that way. God can use weakness. It's like, really? Well, what kind of weakness, Paul doesn't matter. Maybe you don't take criticism well. Maybe you're lazy. Maybe you're shy. Uh, Maybe you avoid conflict at all cost. Well, if you do, you know that that's caused you uh, numerous relationship breakdowns, right? Maybe you're stubborn. Maybe you take things way too personally. And when your defenses are down, you'd say, yeah, you know, that really is a weakness. Well, what St. Paul is saying here is that in our spiritual lives, the very things that make us vulnerable, the very things that make us ashamed or fearful or inadequate, can be the very things that God uses. So rather than protect ourselves and hide our weakness, Paul says, I'm content with my weakness. I'm content with the fact that I'll always have weakness and God will always use my weaknesses and God will bring strength to my life. And Paul has learned that facades don't hold up. He's learned he doesn't have to pretend to be something he's not. He doesn't have to be perfect. He's free to simply be Paul. And he's learned to accept himself. And he's learned to uh, accept his limitations. And he rests in the fact that God uses his weaknesses to Paul's advantage. Seeing weakness, recognizing weakness is the first step toward true and lasting change. I mean, the worst thing is, when you are in a relationship with someone or working with someone, and they can't even see what the problem is, right? I mean, that is the worst possible situation, isn't it? Because there's no place to go. If, if, if nobody sees that there's anything wrong, then there's no, there's no movement. Now, let me give you the, a little bit of background to this passage, this line I've chosen, you know, when I'm weak, I'm strong. Because oftentimes when you hear a, a line from the scripture... Or you read something; it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. And the reason it doesn't make a, a lot of sense is because it needs to be set in a, a context. You can't really take, a, and people do this all the time, but you can't really take a line of scripture and uh, prove anything or really say much of worth unless you know the context. You know why is he? Why is Saint Paul even saying this in the first place? And what's interesting about Paul's writing is, is that for the most part, when you read anything that Paul writes, you are it's kind of like peeking into somebody else's mail, because this is actually a letter. 2 Corinthians is a letter. He's writing a letter to a group of people who live in the city of Corinth. And this paragraph, this part of this letter, 1 Corinthians 12, is actually defending himself because he's being criticized by the a group of religious leaders who don't appreciate his teaching, don't like what he's doing, and are absolutely opposed to him. Now, this isn't really surprising because anybody who's cutting edge, anybody who's starting a new movement, anybody who thinks outside the box is going to be criticized, and St. Paul certainly. Fit all of these categories, so he was really criticised by many of the religious leaders of his day. And in this particular letter, in this paragraph of the letter, he is actually defending himself. And he said that, and he says to his uh, opponents, he says, "You know, you need to know something." Verse, verse two. Fourteen years ago, fourteen years ago, I had an extraordinary spiritual experience. Actually, it was an out-of-body experience. And I was given insight and revelation that I can't even begin. I won't even begin to explain to you. And I could boast about this, but I'm I'm not even going to go there. But what I will tell you is this. What I will boast about is this, verse 7. I have a thorn call it a weakness. I have a problem that I carry with me all the time. If I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast about that thorn. But what, what, what kind of thorn, Paul? No, he said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm not, not going to go there, Paul says. But well, what I will tell you is this. I've prayed long and hard and nothing changes. Now, who can relate to that? I have prayed long and hard and nothing changes. We can all relate to that, right? I've asked God to take this away, Paul says. God didn't. You know what God told me? God said, my grace is sufficient for you. For power is made perfect in weakness. Now, that's a great line, but here's the thing about verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you. If you are going through a time of suffering, if you are praying about something, if you are asking that God change something in you or in the situation, and basically the answer is no, because my grace is sufficient for you, that line, that's a, a bittersweet answer. That's a bittersweet answer. I mean, that, that kind of answer would make, make you weep. Because basically God is saying, you know, you, this is never going to change. This is never really ever going to change. But what I will tell you is that my grace will be enough for you. My strength, me being by your side, we will do this together. My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. And so Paul says, you know what? I'm not not ashamed of my weakness. I'm not ashamed of my weakness. That's what God's shown me. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. Well, it sounds like, Paul, that sounds like this is something that, by and large, is never, ever going to go away. And it will always remain. And it won't be removed. Yeah, Paul would say. I need to learn how to live with this. And Paul can either be defeated by this thorny problem. Or he can rise above it. So you see where the spiritual teaching is heading. It's, it's, It's moving in the direction of, is there something that you need to learn to live with now again what the thorn is exactly paul says that doesn't matter what what's of more interest to us i think is is to be human is to have a thorn or two to be alive is to have an ongoing problem or challenge with something or or maybe it's even within ourselves And the so-called weakness that Paul speaks of. Really interesting because he uses the word weakness. And if you go back to the Greek New Testament, it was actually written in, in Greek, the New Testament. The word weakness is translated infirmity. It's translated frailty. Now, here's what's interesting about that word. An infirmity isn't something you choose It's just there. You're born with it. It's something that distresses you. But you've always been this way for as long as you can remember. Right? Like, for example, perfectionism. Right? That could be a problem. Right? Taken to its extreme. Perfectionism. Okay? People who are perfectionistic, the attitude is, hey, People should do things this way. People should behave this way. Approach life in this way. I work hard at doing things in a thorough, proper manner. It drives me crazy to be surrounded by people who don't who don't think through the consequences of their actions. Now, a healthy level of attention to detail is good and it's necessary. But you could see how the scales could tip and that care could morph into, well, I don't know, like a critical, obsessive, judgmental spirit. You know, where every box has to be ticked, 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 ticked. Human weakness, frailty, is often a strength out of balance. And often it's our strengths that trip us up. Like, for example, strengths out of balance. Let me, let me give you an example of this. Um, let's say your strength is, I like to help people. Right? We all know people who love to help people. The, the weakness, the frailty is, for some of us, I don't know when enough's enough. I mean, I overhelp. Or, here's another one. I'm self-contained. I'm happy with my own company. Okay, the weakness would be, the frailty would be, Yeah, that's true, but I can also withdraw completely and become uninvolved. Here's another one. I'm sensitive. I'm I'm, I'm intuitive. That's a good thing, right? But also, my frailty might be life becomes overwhelming for me because I get too sensitive. I'm I'm overwhelmed by it all. Or I'm, I'm a very methodical, careful person. My frailty might be when I tip over to my stress side, I might start to get obsessive and anxious about details. Or maybe I'm a really fun loving, adventuresome person, and the downside is I'll do anything to avoid pain and discomfort. So don't don't really I don't want to deal with anything uncomfortable. Or maybe I'm very self confident. And that self-confidence sometimes gets a little bit out of balance and I, I can become aggressive and pushy in certain situations. You see how strengths can become weaknesses? Maybe I'm courageous and brave, but sometimes I take need, needless risk. Maybe I'm a worker and a doer and an accomplisher and I, I really. Do, and maybe my weaknesses, I don't know how to stop, truth be told, because I'm working all the time. They're frailties, they're weaknesses, they're thorns. Often, our weaknesses are often strengths gone awire, out of balance. So rather than become discouraged or dominated by our weaknesses, a part of the spiritual work is to recognize on a daily basis when we start to drift into these unhelpful states. Jesus called it falling asleep. Remember, he would talk about wake up. You know, what does that mean? You're drifting into an unhelpful state. Wake up. And you know, the thing about frailty is, is that frailties, they, yeah, they do cause us damage and pain, but they surely spill out over into those around us. That's the worst thing about uh, undealt with pain. It spills out onto others. Right? Ever had a controlling boss? Yeah. Who hasn't? Ever had an insistent personality? Ever felt that you never quite measured up? Never really quite measured up to your family's expectations? Never could quite be good enough? Yeah, many of us have had that. Ever had someone take from you to the point of exhaustion? Ever dealt with someone who refuses to acknowledge that there's a problem. It's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know why they're this way. I tried my best. Weakness. Frailty. Not only cause us distress, but they spill out onto other people unless they are seen for what they are, unless they're exposed, unless they're recognized, unless they're they're acknowledged. These reactions, these tendencies don't have to dominate. Now, they do dominate many, many people because I think that these are advanced spiritual practices, quite frankly. I don't think that um, you you could be a part of a spiritual community your entire life and uh, still be dominated by frailties of various kinds. But Paul, Saint Paul found that by God's grace, by God's strength, God's strength enabled him to live in such a way that the thorn, that the weakness didn't need to take center stage and lead the way. See, oftentimes we allow the thorn to take center stage and lead the way. My anxiety will always lead the way. My desire to please someone will always lead the way. Whatever it would be. But to recognize the weakness, which is actually what we talk about self awareness, to recognize the weakness is self awareness. It's a huge spiritual step. We're halfway there when we have some self awareness. Because once we recognize the problem, we then have a choice how to live. Right? St. Paul said, When I'm weak, It's an opportunity to lean into the grace of God and not do what may come quite naturally to me. When I'm weak, when I'm angry, when I'm anxious, when I'm fragmented, when I'm withdrawn, that's a signal for me to lean heavily into the grace of God. I get to choose to live another way, and that's strength. I have that kind of freedom. The freedom to choose how to live is an untapped truth for countless people, whether they're in the church or outside the church, whether they're spiritual or not spiritual, religious or not religious. It's an untapped spiritual truth. I mean, that's why people get stuck and stay stuck Year after year after year, St. Paul is saying, No, there's another way to live. It's called freedom in Christ. We might say, "Um, I don't have to keep doing the same unhelpful things year after year because God desires to help me live another way. I get to choose how to respond. I get to choose how to respond. And the grace of God helps me respond in another way. Well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. And today we've been looking at how to live with problems that will never go away. We've been looking at the promise of God's grace, God's strength behind the scenes. It's always there. It's always there upholding us as we lean into grace. And that's the prayer. There's the heart cry. Help us lean into your grace. Join me again next week for another podcast. Thank you for listening to Celtic Preacher.